You're now listening to The Electrical Current, a podcast series brought to you by the independent electrical contractors. Welcome to the second season of the IEC National Podcast Series, The Electrical Current. I'm your host for the show, IEC National CEO, Spencer Vilwalk. During this podcast, we will talk with folks throughout America that help to make the electrical and systems contracting industry truly great. Today, our featured guest is Mark Credit. Mark is the president of Credit Electric in Manhattan, Montana. That's the other Manhattan, folks. He's a strong supporter of the Merit Shop and has served on the leadership of his local chapter, Montana IEC, and is currently serving as a regional director of the Mountain West region of the Board of Directors for IEC National. He's a great guy, an excellent business leader, and I'm looking forward to our conversation today. Mark, I'd like to now officially welcome you to IEC National's podcast, The Electrical Current. Well, thank you. Good morning. Uh, good morning to you. Uh, how are things uh, in, in Montana, beautiful Montana? Well, I think fall is in the air. Is that right? Uh, but, yeah. but it's been a be- yeah, it's been a beautiful fall, and uh, you know things are doing very well business-wise. And, um, Terrific. Looking forward to another great year next year. Excellent, excellent. I, I love your outlook and and uh, and yeah, yeah. Montana, you, you've got a wonderful scenery there, um, and and sounds like yeah, the, the economic conditions continue to be ripe. That's great. That's great. But but Montana is not where it all started for Mark Credit. Tell me a little bit about uh, where where you grew up, Mark. Well, born in '62, I guess mm-hmm. I on the way south side of Chicago, uh-huh. and. Uh, it, and grew up there a little bit, and then until I was eight years old, and then we moved to <clears throat> Northwest Iowa, mm-hmm. Sioux Center, Iowa. Yeah, lived there, and uh, we um, I, I grew up there with the high school there. Finally, got married, and worked for a small electrical contractor there, mm-hmm. and uh, and then uh, moved into more industrial wiring uh, in Iowa, and uh, yeah, that's where I got started. Is that right? Wow, wow. So, well, we have that Iowa thread in 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 our uh, backgrounds and connections, and that links <laughs> us together too. Always, always good to have the the Iowa influence in there. Um, and yes, it is. So, were do you have brothers and sisters, or how big was your family too, growing up? Yes, I only have one sister. She's a year younger than I am, okay. and she's still in Northwest Iowa. Is that right? Wow. And um, yeah. yeah. That's so I uh, don't see her very often, but uh, yeah, I live a thousand miles away. A thousand miles away. Understood. Understood. Yeah. And when when did you make the the move to Montana? Um, in 1995, I I was still working for uh, Wells Blue Bunny Blue Bunny Ice Cream. That's yes. where I worked for ten years. Delicious. Is an industrial yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah industrial electrician there. And I came home for one day uh, and said, to my "Wife, I says." Uh, uh, we're moving to Montana, and that's where she was from. She, is that right? She grew up in um, the Bozeman, Montana area, which mm-hmm. is about 90 miles north of Yellowstone Park. Uh-huh. And um, uh, I came home one day and I said, we're going to move to Montana, and we're going to start a business. And that was a couple months later. Well, we were all packed up and, and headed west. Amazing, amazing. You, did you just fall in love with it out there, or what was it that really drew you? I, I, I did, yeah. yeah. You know, the, the cornfields of Iowa are beautiful. Yes. Um, but uh, here in Montana, it, it's uh, it's got a good quality of life yes. and uh, great great weather. Um, actually, I think the weather is nicer in Montana than Iowa sometimes. Mm-hmm. 
just because the humidity and wind and all yes. those kind of things the Midwest has to offer. You bet. You but, bet. Uh, yeah. yeah. No, understood. Understood completely. Um, and, yeah, the topography is completely different and, and – uh, and yeah, yeah, the, the the environment, yeah, completely different too. But um, well, that's great. So ninety five, you made the move over there. So you've been there a long time. Probably seen a lot of changes uh, through the years. Yeah, Bozeman when we got here uh, was was just starting to take off just a little bit, mm-hmm. and Bozeman has just grown tremendously. Uh, if you haven't been here in 24, 25 years in yeah. Bozeman, Montana. You probably won't recognize None it back. It, it just—I I think it's—it's it's probably more than doubled in that time. Uh-huh. And they expect Bozeman area to to, to keep on growing. It's yeah. got a lot going for it. It's, Interesting. Uh, it's Interesting. Just, yeah. Where Where do you think? What are Where are the growth opportunities in and around Bozeman? You think what What's uh, driving the? Is it Is it quality of life similar similar to you know some of your choices to to go there or or what is it? What's the industry yeah, it, that's driving? Yeah, it's 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 a quality of life. Um, I understand there's a lot of people that live in in this area um, because they can live anywhere in the country and do their job. Yeah. So they they pick here because there's there's uh, recreational activities. Mm-hmm. There's uh, great schools. Uh, Montana State University is a great university. They got a strong engineering program, mm-hmm. which when these uh, kids graduate from there, they they stay in Montana and yeah. they start businesses and small engineering companies. Oddly enough, there's very little industry, um, a production type industry, mm-hmm. in in this area. Um, it's ma- mainly a white collar town, which people wouldn't expect in Montana. Interesting. They would expect, you know, more of a. It's this is Mont- Bozeman itself. It really is not a cowboy town. Yeah. It, it's it, it's it's white collar. It's a lot of engineering type jobs and and uh, high tech. Interesting. Well, that's great. That's great. Well, well, that gives gives us a little bit of a flavor, and and uh, yeah, I think you're right. I think that yeah, most people would think maybe it's it's uh, you know tourism or or um, you know yeah more of uh, a little bit of because it's so rugged and, and out west, more rough and tumble, uh, so to speak. Uh, but but yeah, but the the engineering aspects and the the IT and and um, you know tech aspects that are there, and you have a lot of higher education institutions as well, and so it, it helps to drive all that. So that's great. Right. That's well, the, great. the tourism, the tourism thing is is also a big thing here, mm-hmm. uh, just because of the we're uh, we're ninety miles from Yellowstone Park, uh, straight yeah. north of Yellowstone Park. Wow. And if you're going to fly to Yellowstone Park from anywhere in the world, you're more than likely going to f- fly into Bozeman. You're going to fly into and, Bozeman. Uh, yeah. Right. And there's there's communities between here and Yellowstone called the Yellowstone Club, which per, is is really helped us uh, grow a lot because there's the millionaires and billionaires of the world have bought homes up there, kind of like Bell, Colorado or Breckenridge. Or, and that, right. that whole area of Big Sky, Montana, is really growing, and we're very close to that. That's that's fantastic. That's fantastic. Wow. So, so yeah, out, outside your, your front step, so to speak, is is uh, Yellowstone. That's That's magical. That's really magical. That's great. Um, well, well, let's let's take let's rewind for a second. You know, thinking about when you know your your upbringing and, and when you grew up, um, did you have somebody that was in the skilled trades or or in the electrical field that that influenced you, or or how did you kind of come into the electrical trade, Mark? Well, getting out of high school, I didn't go to college. I didn't have that opportunity. Um, so, uh, after a couple of years of floundering around, my, my, my dad said to me, he says, I, uh, Mark, you got to get into the trade somehow. You got to be a, you know, an electrician or a plumber or, or something like that. And, um, he, he, he had two buddies in, 
in our small town or Iowa. And he said, once you go apply for both of them to both of them. Mm -hmm. So I did that and they both said they'd hire me <laughs> and, uh, but they, neither one of them were ready for me yet. So I said to my dad, I said, well, whoever calls me first, I'm going to go work for them. So is it going to be a plumber or, or an electrician? Wow. Wow. Well, 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 thank goodness the electrician called me first. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, away I went, uh, that was in 1983. Wow. That's amazing. And, uh, you know, it was a friend of the family, but my dad said, just offer to work for him for nothing for the first month, just to get your foot in the door. Yeah. Well, good thing he did pay me five bucks an hour, so I did have something to live on. Wow. Wow. Five bucks an hour. <laughs> five bucks an hour. That's terrific. Five That's bucks terrific. an hour. Yeah. What, and were you, did you start doing residential work, or, or what, uh, what type of electrical contractor was this gentleman? Yeah, it was a small town, about five or 6,000 people at the time, and we did a few houses. Uh, we did some... Um, some commercial stuff, uh, a new library and things like that in the first year or two. Mm -hmm. But then he also, that company also did a lot of work for uh, uh, Terra Chemical, which is in Sioux City, Iowa. Okay. And uh, it, it's an anhydrous ammonia um, plant. And mm -hmm. so I got uh, just some really brief exposures to some really big um, high voltage work. And wow. I was a young guy, but wow. uh, yeah, we were we'd work there weeks at a time, you know, seven days a week yeah. um, for a while there and give me some really good exposure to, to some large stuff. Yep. That's great. Wow. Uh, but that was a, I just worked there three years and then I moved on to the blue bunny ice cream. Gotcha. So. Gotcha. Excellent. Well, well, you followed your sweet tooth then. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, well tell me a little bit about, I mean, how did the industry, I mean, did you, did you fall in love with it right away? What you, you stuck with it for your career. So it, it worked for you. Tell me a little bit about that. You know, why, why'd you stick with it? What, what was it about uh, the electrical industry that, that really spoke to you? I think there was just a, a lot of satisfaction in what we did. I, I mean, it's, we were part of the backbone of, 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 of buildings, of industry. Yeah. Um, there was, and when you did something, you, you, people were going to live in that home. They were, they were going to uh, work their businesses and be part of that. Um, it, <laughs> it just uh, sparked my interest because it's... No pun intended. People need... <laughs> pe <laughs> yeah, <exactly. laughs> they... People need electricians, and and people respect electricians. Yes. Uh, it's it's a great field, and uh, you know, a lot of people say that a lot of people say they're scared of electricity. Well, we're not necessarily scared of it, but we we respect it. Yes. And um, yes, uh, I I just thought it was a great field to be involved in. It's provided a lot of great opportunities for my family. That's terrific. That's terrific. Yeah, and, and yeah, I couldn't agree more. I think that yeah, that that's a highly, highly reputable field and, and highly respected. And, and I think you put it well too that there, there's a lot of people that live in fear of electricity because of of the hazards around it. But um, but in the electrical trade, um, you yeah you you respect the, the the command of it and and understand yeah the the ins and outs, understand the theories, understand the, the science behind it. And, uh, and, and also, yeah, all the, the safety protocol and, and um, you know, electrical code and all the things that are there to make sure that, that we're doing the jobs the best we can and, and um, you know, keep, uh, keep property, keep people safe. And, and we're in control of that. That's very exciting. It's a very exciting career path. Well, well, tell me a little bit about uh, Blue Bunny. Um, I, I'm picturing that it, it's it, you got like frost on your nose walking around in the plant because it's it's freezing in there, uh, keeping the ice cream cold. But but what what was the reality of it? What what did uh, what did your 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 kind of day to day look like? 
Yeah, and and uh, just br- briefly, uh, in in 1985, uh, uh, Blue Bunny Ice Cream, which is about 20 miles from where I grew up, uh, they had called my boss and said, "Hey, can we borrow one of your younger guys for a couple weeks? We're doing some expansion here, and we'd like to. Uh, we just need some help." Well, just for a couple weeks. Well, six months later, I was still there, <laughs> and uh, one of the managers of the plant there. Uh, Asked me on a Friday night. He says, "If if I, if I had a man, he says, hey, do you want to?'" He, he says, "Would you like to work here?" And I said, "I'd, I'd love to." And it was a great opportunity. And uh, yeah, there's there's parts of that building that were uh, they, they store ice cream at minus twenty two degrees, and that was a five story wow. freezer. No, no, it was a five story. You, you love Montana, jeez, you got used to the cold <laughs> early. That's great. <laughs> yeah, so good thing we didn't have to work in that room too much, but. Uh, yeah, it was a uh, Blue Bunny at that time was a very fast growing, you know, it's the largest family um, um, owned operation, uh, dairy operation in the country. And um, it just uh, provided a lot of, I, I just got to see so many different things, variable speed drives, uh, motors, uh, 480 volt three phase. Um, um, they just have thousands of everything in there. And I just got exposed to a lot of things. Uh, very quickly. Yeah, yeah. Gave, gave that, a lot, a, that a lot of other people. Right. Yeah, a lot of other people in the industry. You know, they they don't get to see that that kind of stuff so early. They they're in in the houses and things like that. But I was yep. exposed early. And gave me a great sense of uh, working in industrial plant. Yeah, the the depth of, of the electrical field and and gave you yeah, a lot of hands on experience to see see a, more of an industrial aspect. Um, that yeah, that that must have just been huge as a young person, and and really opened your eyes and and continued to build that excitement within the within uh, uh, the burn of of the career path that you were starting down. So that's that's cool. Y- that's yes, so cool. It, it was a lot of hard hours. They made us work six days a week. I did basically did that for ten years, and that yeah. that's why after ten years, I said to my wife, I says I think I think I need to move on and gotcha. and uh, be more involved in my kids' life. So yep, understood, understood, and respect that a hundred percent. Did they give you free ice cream? I wonder. Uh. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we did. Except that no way. If you really? took, yeah, you got free ice cream in the building. If you took it out of the building, you're fired. Oh, okay, okay, all right, so, very good. So, so I, I, I could put ice cream in my pockets or nothing yep. like that. Yeah, understood, uh, understood. Yeah. Well, well, good. Great, good. great place to work. Great, great family. Yeah. That's that's terrific. That's terrific. Um, well, let's let's talk a little bit about mentors. Um, I think that you know, in, in especially within the merit shop electrical field, and and um, you know, we have a lot. There, there are people that we promote uh, growth. We promote, um, you know, a lot of, a lot of support um, through, you know, journeyman to apprentice, um, through uh, business, business, um, a lot of, of growth opportunities there. There, there are mentors in our lives, people that have influenced us. Um, I wonder if there's somebody that, that kind of comes to mind when I even say that word to you, Mark, mentor, that you could share a little bit about uh, him or her with us today. Well, the, the first person I always have to say is my father. Mm-hmm. Um, I always think yeah. he, he instilled a lot of good work, work ethics in me, yeah. and that we had to work hard, and you, you weren't going to be given anything. You had to go out and get it. Yes, sir. And um, and, and then um, with, with my first um, company that I worked for in 1983, uh, Don Tenaple was his name, and he, he did a great job of uh, – let us make our own decisions and uh, and stretch us. He, he stretched us. He didn't want to tell us every little thing. Yeah. He said, "What would you do? What would you do if I wasn't here? What what, what decision would you make?" 
and uh, then we actually have to think about things. Right. And so Don was, a, and I, I still think of him today, and I, hmm. I even still visit with him, even though right? he's still retired. He's yeah. retired now, but yeah, yeah um, he, he was a great mentor. Mm-hmm. And and then as I got into the IC later, there was other people. Mm-hmm. That's great. That's great. Is is and I'm sorry. Is Don back in Iowa or where's where was he at now? Y- yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. Very good. Yeah. Very good. Yeah. And well, it sounds like he was one of those people that didn't tell you when you were looking for an answer. He didn't tell you the answer. He told you to think. You know, he told you. Yeah. He told he told me to think you, and go. Yeah. yeah. That's terrific. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. That's terrific. That's cool. That's cool. And and yeah, the influences of your father and, and helping to really yeah, drive that work ethic. Um, uh, that and it sounds like yeah, I gave you that that piece that you know you can be anything you want to be. Just figure out what you want to do and go get it. And and kind yeah, of, exactly kind of and, and stick with it. Uh, yeah, I think he, the biggest thing I remember from growing up, he said, "Pick something, and stick with it. Stick with. Don't it. be a job bouncer. Don't." Yeah, but don't have fifteen jobs in your resume in yeah. ten years. He yeah. says that, that's not going to get you anywhere. He says stick with it. If you if you don't want to do electrical work anymore, go to work for a, a electrical wholesale company. Uh, mm-hmm. Stay in the industry somehow, and he says that that will do you well in your whole life, right? In right. your career, that's terrific. That's terrific. And what what was it? I'm sorry. What was it that your father did uh, for his career then? Yeah, he, he did. Uh, he had some small businesses, and yeah. uh, he he just got he worked for uh, he, he in the '60s. He uh, delivered Pepsi. Oh, in really? Chicago, cool. uh, wow. Down, downtown Chicago, he was uh, delivering Pepsi bottles in the old wooden cases. Yes. You know, wooden Remember crate. those? Yeah. And, and, yeah. <laughs> a long, long time ago. Yeah. Um, and, and then he had small small businesses uh, selling janitorial supplies, uh-huh. and he had he had just done uh, various uh, different jobs. But yep. uh, I always think he, he he wanted something more for me. He, yep. He says... Uh, and I think that's why he recognized the, the value of a of a trade. Absolutely, uh, absolutely. Yeah, the electrical trade. He thought it was a good trade to get into, and he really encouraged me to stick with him. That's great. Even that's when times were tough. That's that's great. Oh, good, 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 good. Um, well. Let, let's talk a little bit about, uh, I mean, some of the changes that, that have happened in the electrical trade over the last, you know, five to ten years. It's just been tremendous. You know, as um, technology is integrated into our, our field, um, different different practices, different expectations, um, especially coming out of, of uh, post-economic recovery a few years back, um, that uh, traumatic incident that we all went through. Um, yeah, there's there's different expectations that are placed on, on the electrical contractor today. Um can can you share with me a bit about when, what you see and and especially within your market of how those expectations have have shifted the way that you um, need to approach your work and the way that you need to serve your customers um, has it changed or or has it been largely the same? No, I think it is changing. It's changed a lot in the last fifteen twenty years. Um, I, I, I think you know the the plans. Uh, these buildings, number one, they're they're so much more technical in yeah. nature. They're, yeah. it, the lighting control is is just exploding right. over the last five to ten years. And I haven't been in the field itself doing uh, you know working with my hands. I'm in the office a lot, and over the last fifteen, lighting control has kind of passed me by. I mean, yeah. um, twenty years ago, uh, lighting control was a single pull switch by the door and maybe mm-hmm. a slide dimmer or a rotary dimmer. Oh, right, right. If it was super fancy, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> that was super fancy. Yeah. And, and now we have wire, wireless lighting control. We, yeah. uh, we have occupancy sensors. We, 
Yeah. It's just all over the place. And, you know, the keeping up with all that technology, I'm, I'm not an old guy, but I'm certainly not a young guy anymore either. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and these these younger guys, uh, they catch on to that stuff a lot quicker. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just because how they grew up with more technology, more video games, I guess. And, mm-hmm. and um, but it, but also I think in this industry, um, in the, um, the the plans themselves have changed. I mean, they're they're a lot more yeah. technical. There yeah. uh, there's a lot more devices we have to wire. Because it's so integrated between the HVAC system, and um, it's just all over the place. It's it's all it's all interconnected. Yeah, yeah. yeah, Then I really think the 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 electrical engineering um, is is kind of somewhat stabilized. Uh, It 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 flattened a little bit, and I think you see a lot more design assist. That's we do a lot of design assist work. Okay, where what. We're, we're looking at these plans a lot earlier than we used to. You know, years ago, there would just be a, here's a set of plans, here, use six contractors. Go, go do it. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah and, and that's way different today. They might be looking at one or two electrical contractors, mm-hmm. and we actually have to, we help a, a design, uh, a little bit of the design, and also keep giving budgets throughout the process to see yeah. where they're at. Yeah. And and that's that's what's that's what's really changed in the last five, six years. Interesting. Interesting. A little, with, uh, little bit a more collaborative. More yeah, a little bit more collaborative and then yeah with the the, the, the dollars um, aspect of it too and, and staying up to speed and where the project is um, do you, right. Yeah, it's 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 probably it's got its merits as well as its challenges, I suppose, doesn't it? Right. Well, owners owners don't want to be surprised on their their last day yes. of bidding and find out what well, they're they're half million dollars over budget. They don't want to find that on the on the bid day. They right. want to know that earlier where they're at. So yeah. we do all these different um, uh, phases of bidding mm-hmm. or, or um, budgets budgets. Yeah. yeah, and so they can see where they're at. And so if they they see they're going to be over budget, they find out the earlier. Right, and uh, and then they can change course a little bit if they need to make some make some cost decisions if they ne- if necessary or or you know how to be able to try and come in closer to budget. Well, do you, do you feel that Correct. I mean is there technology that helps you to be able to produce those reports uh, or is it is it uh, just more more work on on behalf of of you and your company to be able to then um, you know share and and, and uh, keep keep the owner up to speed. Yeah, there's. I, I think a lot of it's just uh, experience. Um, mm, been mm-hmm. in the trade 30, 36 years. I yeah. I can visualize what has to be done, um, but also I can bring in my my project managers. I can br- bring in younger guys even and say, you know, take a look at these plans. What what do you see? Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you see as our challenges? Mm-hmm. And uh, not just me, but uh, do as a team approach yeah. uh, has been very ben- beneficial to us um, yeah. on these projects. Gotcha. Gotcha. That's excellent. That's excellent. Well, it sounds like, yeah, you take a, a, a good approach to, to leadership, um, which is a, a great transition um, over to, uh, I'd, I'd like to just kind of explore the, the leadership and, and business leadership a little bit, or, or, or just leadership as a, as a term. I'm, I'm curious, you know, what, what comes to mind when, when I say the word leadership? Is it, you know, what, what qualities um, do you look for in a leader? Or the, that you believe make a strong leader. I, I think I always think attitude is is one of the, the mm. first ones. Uh, yeah. If somebody's got a bad disposition, uh, you can I can teach people a lot of things, but I can't teach attitude. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, I, and, I, and, I, and I really so when you're hiring young guys, um, 
laborers, apprentices, future journeymen. I really look for that attitude and that spirit of you know let's go let's go get this done. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's uh, let's work together and uh, let's not whine about it. Let's not complain um, because it's a great trade, and uh, you know we don't have time to be whining about things. Right. Um, and we we teach professionalism, and we and we teach. Um, you know, I don't know the the yeah. overall leadership right. of things because you can be a leader, but if 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 you look behind you and there's nobody there, yeah, you're not a leader. That's right, that's right. You're you're right. I mean, yeah, there's a lot of um, the hard skills. I, I want to say is is it can be taught. You know, the the who, what, when, where, why of of what we do and and what we do in the industry to to be able to lead people in the right direction and and how to accomplish the work. Those, those things can be taught, but that fundamental piece of, yeah, the, the out, outlook or the attitude that you bring is, I, I've never learned to be able to, to teach that uh, to anyone. It's, it's something that somebody makes, needs to make that personal choice, um, in, in my experience, it, it, is. it seems it, like, you know. And, it, and, yeah, I mean, it, you have to be brought up with it. I, mean, yeah. I think it's still at a very early age yeah. that uh, you, you just can't wait for You can't sit on the couch and wait for things to come to you. you got to go get it. Yes, you want sir. it, you've got it. That's you right. Go get it. That's right. Yeah, and, you and there's some good hungry. things out there. And I see a lot of good good um, uh, men and women right now that have these, these, these skills, but you have yep. to little, work yep. a little bit harder to find these young yep. people right now. Sure. And, uh, and I think that are changed, but... Um, there, there's some really good young people out there that have a lot to offer. That's and, terrific. Uh, we've been, I've been impressed with the younger generation. That's terrific. That's absolutely terrific. Well, good. Um, well, thinking about uh, younger generation, is if you had the opportunity, Mark, to be able to go back and impart some wisdom to a, a younger version of yourself, let's say um, you're, you're 18 years old, um, what, what do you think you'd what do you think you'd be able to say to, to yourself to, to kind of point you in the right direction at that, that period of your life? Yeah, I do it all over again. Number one, I, Is that I right? thoroughly enjoy it. Uh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I, I love what I do. Um, I, I think I, you know, starting the trade in 83, I didn't have, not have the um, opportunity to go through an apprenticeship school, mm-hmm. which is, uh, uh, some of my guys, you know, kind of, Laugh at me a little bit. I'm, I think I'm the only company or the only person in our company of 35 people yeah. that never went through an apprenticeship. Wow! And wow. Uh, <laughs> so um, I learned slower that way at, at, in the beginning, mm-hmm. and it just took me a lot more years to get to the same point. Some of these other guys, they're at they're in three or four years because they've had the great opportunity of going through the IEC school. Yeah, yeah. And I never had that opportunity, so it just took me longer. Um, so if I had to go back, I'd say get yourself in, a, in an IEC apprenticeship school as fast as possible mm-hmm. and, and, and work hard at it. Yep. And, uh, you're going to, you're going <laughs> to gain knowledge way faster than I did back in the eighties. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's terrific. That's terrific. Um, well, you know, it's, it's never too late, Mark, where we are, uh, we're enrolling, uh, students for this fall semester still. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, <Spencer. laughs> no, they might look at me. Who's the old guy in the back row? Hey, hey, you know, yeah, that, uh, thanks. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll think, I'll, I'll think on that one a little bit. Uh, very good. Very good. I'll, we'll, we'll, we'll follow up offline on that one, but, um, <laughs> <laughs> um Let's talk a little about what you do for fun. Uh, what do you, What do you like to do there in, in Montana? Yeah, I mean, there's uh, a ton of recreational activities. Yeah. Um, some are more dangerous than others. Yes. Though, they say. 
Yeah. Um, but we're, uh, my, my wife and I were in, we do a lot of camping in the, in the summertime mm-hmm. and four wheeling up on the mountains. And, um, there's just, it just everywhere. We have, uh, we, we don't snow ski or nothing. I always say that's mm-hmm. too dangerous, but, yeah. uh, um, because, uh, but yeah, it, we have wonderful mountains here. Yeah. We have the trails and creeks and wildlife. Um, it, it's just, just fun to get out in nature and hopefully you do not have cell phone service. That's always the plus. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, on, on weekends when you don't have a cell phone service because you're in the mountains and, and yeah. they just don't get, get no better than that. And yeah. uh, just your nature. Yeah. Just um, unplug, literally. Yeah. Unplug. It just, it just, yeah. just get away from everything because this is an intense industry. This is, uh, it's, it, it, it's difficult at times, very enjoyable, but it's difficult and every once in a while. You just have to get away and yeah. uh, recharge your batteries. Absolutely, absolutely, yeah. And and yeah, you, you've you've situated yourself in an, in an opportunity to be able to do that, and and uh, and you kind of have a you have a, a, an excuse too. Oh, sorry, I wasn't in uh, cell service, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and, and it's all understood. You know, like oh, I get it. All right. But but it it, mm-hmm. it serves for multiple purposes and yeah that recharge of the battery getting out there and being with nature so that that uh, you and, and and your wife Teresa like to to spend time out outdoors and that's just amazing mm-hmm. that's just amazing you got that opportunity there um, well well tell me a little bit about what what the future looks like what are the next couple of years look like for you and your business any uh, any forecasting. Um, you know, for the next couple of years as you're heading in, I mean, we're about ready to cur- turn the calendars to 2020 here in a couple of months, if you can believe that. Um, what, what's yes. the next uh, decade uh, or so look like? Well, um, I have, uh, I have some families that work for me. Uh, mm-hmm. I, have, I have some sons and, uh, you know, over the next five to 10 years, uh, we're going to hopefully create, um, opportunities for them to own this, this, uh, Great. This outfit. Yeah. Um, uh, they're, uh, you know, they're, but when I told them when they started, they need, they need to go through the IC apprenticeship school, number yes. one. Yeah. I, and I says, participate in the IC because they have so much to offer. There's project management classes. There's the, the networking opportunities, yes. the training. Um, yeah. I, I got to stay involved in the IC early. I mean, yeah. I, my youngest son, I was taking him to IC meetings when I was, when he was 16 years old mm-hmm. and he's been going there. Really? Since. That's great. Um, uh, I think I, I, but I see our businesses continue to grow. Bozeman, Montana is, is a, is a great place. It's, um, they're not going to slow down anytime soon. Yeah. Um, so we just have to be smart about our decisions and we're going to have a little bit of change in management in the, mm-hmm. the next year, mm-hmm. uh, just because of people uh, moving on and things like that. Yep. Yeah. Um, that's terrific. So that's terrific. Well, well, great. Well, yeah. So it sounds like succession is is uh, something that you're going to be setting forth some sights on here in the years ahead, and and getting your yeah, sons just uh, starting to think about. Yeah, yeah, that's terrific. Yeah. That's terrific. Well, good, good. Well, well, Mark, I really appreciate um, the opportunity to sit down with you today and and uh, learn a little bit about uh, your story to be able to share back with the rest of the IEC community and and business community that's out there. You're uh, again, a, just a, um, a true uh, merit shop champion, uh, a true patriot, um, a true friend, and, and business leader. Um, just inspired and and, and uh, really touched every time that we have the opportunity to, to chat together, and, and blessed to be able to share this on with with other folks too. So thank you, sir. Absolutely. It was a very enjoyable, Spencer. Good, good, good. Well, and thanks again to all of us listening out there. Um, This has been another installment of the second season of the IEC podcast series, The Electrical Current.
You can check us out over at ieci.org, and if you're interested in career opportunities within the electrical and systems industry, jump over to myelectriccareer.com. That's myelectriccareer.com to learn more and start on your path to achieve your dreams.